Hi, this is Pastor Stephen. I am the pastor of New Beginning Church in Singapore. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this podcast will build your faith. Hope you grow deeper in the word of the Lord and know Him personally in much deeper way. Enjoy the message. God bless you. Morning Church. It's the month of June. It is Financial Transformation Month. And that's what I'll be preaching around this morning, the theme of financial transformation. Giving in such a way that is only an act, more like a transaction, but it doesn't result in any change or transformation in us. We know that God loves us, not that just God wants us to obey Him for the sake of knowing that we are faithful and loyal, but God's purpose in our actions, God's purpose in our obedience is so that ultimately we are transformed, transformed to be more like His Son, Jesus, also that we may be transformed from glory to glory so that we might always be able to move on to the next level. God's purpose for financial transformation is so that we would be able to receive promotion. Could you say an amen to that? And God's purpose is ultimately for our good. So I'm entitling my message this morning to be why do you do what you do what is your why or a subtitle of the value of giving you see there's a bible verse that says it is more blessed to give than to receive And sometimes it's a little difficult for us to wrap our minds around how could it be possible that it is more profitable for us to be givers than receivers. Because mathematically, from an accounting point of view, to give, you are going to suffer an outflow. You're going to be having a deficit rather than a surplus. But in God's mathematics, in God's way of doing an accounting, the person who gives is the one who's going to receive far more value than whatever he has expended. So in in, in this situation, it's not just about the fact that we give, but it's about why we give. So it's like the clips that we just watched. Here was the character called Mr. Bean walking by a busker, a musician by the roadside, and and he felt obliged, or maybe he felt moved to give. But at the same time, when he noticed that the amount of money that he had in his wallet was just far beyond what he wanted to give, what he was willing to give, he came upon another idea of how he could still give without sacrificing. He could still give without a motivation that came from himself. So you can, we can always give, but for God's point of view, it is not just the giving that is important, 
but it's the giver that is more important. And the difference between giving and giver is one is an action and the other one speaks of a motivation. So why do you do what you do? What is your why? Now when we come to a point in our life where we have to make decisions about giving, not just giving from our financials, but giving also of our time, of our talents, being generous. We have to ask ourselves, if we want to move to a higher level, not just how much we should give, but also why we are giving. Because the act of giving starts from the point that we purpose in our hearts to give. So I thought we could just look at this verse, a verse that is so familiar to us, John 3.16. I think all the kids in the Sunday school know this verse by heart. For God so loved the world that he gave. And if I was to just stop right there, I'm going to ask you two questions and you can already answer those two questions. First question, what did God do? He gave. Why did God give? Because He loved. Loved whom? He loved the world. He loved the world so much that He gave His only Son. And suddenly, that act of giving Jesus as to be a sacrifice on the cross takes on a much higher level and a much higher meaning when we know what it was all about. Now, that's not just about God the Father giving because He loves. There's this verse in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, Paul writing to the church. I'm just going to go on to the second part of that verse. Galatians 2.20, when Paul says, The life that I now live in the flesh, I live it by faith in the Son of God. Paul is now sharing with us his inspiration for his life, and that's Jesus. And what is it about Jesus that so inspired Paul? It's the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. So we, we know that it was not just God the Father's choice to give Jesus to the world but apparently Jesus himself decided to give his life like he said before to his disciples no man takes away my life from me for I lay it down of my own accord so Jesus gave and why did he give not so that he could get something in return but because he loved So, here's a well, hierarchy of motivations for why we do what we do. Starting right at the base, and I'm going to go up this hierarchy until we reach the fifth level, which in my opinion is probably the highest level. It is the purest motivation for why we do something, and even why we give. Why we give of ourselves, why we give of our finances, what we give of our talents, what we give of our time. Even in relationship, why we should give attention. Here's the first motivation. 
Well, sometimes we do certain things because we want to avoid criticism. Especially if you're Asian, what other people think is probably more important than what you think. And perhaps what you think is just what you think other people think. So we act in such a way so that we won't be criticized by people. In a way, it is to seek approval. So sometimes in the area of giving, we give because we don't want to be left out. We don't want people to say uh, things that are negative about us. So we do this to avoid criticism. Well, it's still better to give even if it is of a poor motive. But you know, that's a very low level of living. I think Pastor Stephen would want us to live at the highest point, our utmost for his highest. So there's a second level. Slightly better than the first level. There are people who do things, even out of obedience to God, because they are afraid of what would happen if they didn't do those things. I give because I'm afraid of God's judgment falling on me, for example. I give because I'm afraid I'll be punished. That's still a negative motivation. But still, as I said before, it's better that you do obey God even if your motivation is not so pure. But it'll become a time in our lives when we need to move up to the next level. Well, the next level sounds a little bit more spiritual. We do things, including to give, so that we might be blessed. Well, better than the first level and second level, this is a positive motivation. It's not wrong to give because you want to be blessed. After all, the Bible did say, Blessed is the one who gives rather than the one who receives. So we can't be motivated to give so that we can be blessed. It is still kind of a self-serving motivation. Let me give you an illustration this way. Imagine if, if you're a child, you still live with your parents, and you did things because you were afraid your parents would be upset. So you try to avoid criticism. Or you did things that you know your parents wanted you to do because you want to avoid the consequence, maybe punishment. Or sometimes you did what your parents wanted you to do because you wanted to win their favor. You wanted them to look upon you with, with love and maybe they would reward you. You wanted to be rewarded. I'm sure parents are happy to see that you do what they want them to do, what you what they want you to do. But I think it's ultimately at the end of the day, you're still doing it just for a reward. It's still not as pure as it can be. And sometimes all these levels can get you started, but you cannot sustain on this lifestyle of giving. And so these three levels won't be able to bring us to transformation. I think this level is a more pure level. It's a more pure motivation. Now we want to do something because we want to please God. If you told your parents today, Dad, Mom, 
I'm doing this not because I want a reward. Don't you don't have to reward me. I just want to do this because I want to make you happy. I think your parents would be a little bit more pleased. Not just a little bit more pleased. I think a lot more pleased that you're doing something to please them. Just like a lot of us want to do God's will even in the area of giving because we want to please God. But if you were to stop for a moment and reflect further, if you were doing things not because you know, you were doing things just to please somebody else, just to please even your parents, please God. It's more pure to be sure than the other motives. But ultimately, the person who received your actions, your parents or God, will still have a little tinge of sadness. You're not doing it because you want to do it. You're just doing it for the sake of the other person. That brings us to our highest motivation. I think your parents and God would have maximum satisfaction, maximum joy. When our motivation for doing what we do is because we like to do it. And everything else that happens when we do those things, like for example, people being happy about it, or we get blessed about it, we avoid criticism and consequences, those are just what we would call as the side benefits, not the main reason why we want to do those things. What is your why? This is a level that God wants us to be at. But we can come to this level that when we give, we want to be generous. Because we like to do this. This is what brings us most joy. This is the point when you know and God knows it. And God will know that you know it. That you have come to the place of a transformation. We can say, I do this because I delight to do your will. That's the same motivation that was in Jesus. In Psalm 40 verse 8, Jesus quoted this psalm later on. He said, Lord, it is written of me in the volume of the book that I have come because I delight to do your will. That Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross. That Jesus did not obey the Father merely because he was afraid of criticism or he wanted to avoid consequences which were negative and um, painful or because he wanted to be blessed or because he just wanted to please his father. No, there wasn't an extrinsic reason for what Jesus did. Ultimately, it was intrinsic. I did it. I ran my race. I gave myself because this is what I like to do. Not because I have to do or not because I must do but I want to do. That, my friends, is when we come to the place of transformation. And it brings me to the, the verse that I'd like to spend a little bit more time on focusing today. And that's Proverbs chapter 3, 
verse 9 and 10. So Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9, reads like this. Honor the Lord from your wealth, from all your possession, all your assets, and from the first of all your produce. Put Him first. Honor God. Don't do this because you just want to fulfill some commandment. Do it in such a way that it brings honor to God. Honor Him how? Honor Him not just from calculating 10% of your income, but honor Him from all the assets that you have. Now, if you don't understand the difference between assets and income, talk to Robbie. Robbie is very good when it comes to all these kind of stuff. He'll, he'll explain to you the difference between an asset and an income. Maybe it's not too difficult for us to give from our income. But it's a much higher level when we start to dedicate and consecrate to God from our assets. And also, it's about putting God first from all that we get. All, not just the certain parts of what we get. Some of us have more than one stream of income. And I know that people asked me this question before. I say, if I have five streams of income, from which stream do I give God? The fact that people ask this question already tells us that they haven't come to the point of financial transformation. It's like if you're a parent and you have 24 hours in a day and 7 days in a week and 52 weeks in a year and you ask yourself, how much time should I give to my kids? You're married and you ask, how much time and how much effort and energy and commitment should I give to my spouse? I think you're operating at a point of immaturity. Now verse 10 it says, well actually, verse 9. Verse 9 speaks about the action, which is our part. And verse 10 talks about the result, which is beyond our power to influence. It's beyond our ability it is affected by variables and external factors beyond our control. So I would say that verse 10 is like uh, God's promise to you and us, to, to me. That is, look, you do your part, I'll do mine. So once we honor God from our assets and from all of our income, then our bonds, well, okay, modern day we don't have bonds, maybe our bank accounts, our net worth and our wealth will just overflow, plenty, accumulate. And we will just be living in abundance. Now, when you look at verse 10, you might be thinking that this is a kind of a bribe and God is giving us an incentive. God is promising us a rich profit sharing to motivate us to fulfill verse 9. 
And I think that is totally misunderstanding God. Because God is not inviting us into a transactional relationship with Him. It's not about you do your part and I'll do my part. You give and you will receive. If you do, I will do it. If you don't do, I won't do it. The God who gave His Son to die on the cross for us while we were still sinners, in our case, while we were not even yet in our mother's womb, and while our mothers were not even yet in their own mother's womb, long before many of our ancestors were even conceived, that God who already sent His Son to die on the cross for us, He's not involved in a transaction. You know, a transaction happens simultaneously, you know. You give me and I'll pay you, something like that perhaps. No, no, this God is involved in a covenant. And this God has done His part. Because He's a God who is faithful. His steadfast love never ends. This is the God who is so committed to our growth, to our benefit, to our change, to our transformation. That's the God that we serve. That is the God who is speaking to us through these words. So please understand me carefully in the next five minutes. I want to give you a different angle of this verse. See, God is all about expanding us. God is all about causing us to increase. God is all about giving us greater capacity. God is all about working in such a way that it makes us feel as though we did it when actually we could never have done it without God. That is the loving kindness of God where He works on our behalf but somehow we, we felt that it was due to our effort, our intelligence, our hard work, our fighting spirit. So that we become more confident for the next. See, researchers in the University of Pittsburgh have found that people who give generously tend to produce some of these high greater high achieving hormones like dopamine now dopamine is this hormone that makes us to be very high charging high driving and causes us to naturally feel like we want to achieve more so and it's also proven from the University of Pittsburgh uh, same research that not only does giving activate our brain such a way that it produces more dopamine but it also produces more endorphin that other hormone that helps us feel as though no challenge is too difficult for us to overcome so actually verse 9 is all about capacity building in order for you to receive, you must have the room to receive. And you know, God is not going to just shower us with blessings that come, fall from heaven like the rains that come from the sky. 
God is going to bring in this result and this blessing in our day-to-day -day life in natural means. But, you know, if you are sensitive and you're paying attention, you will know that it didn't happen just naturally. So, God is creating in us a natural way in how we can create this this hormones which cause us to be tougher, these hormones that cause us to be able to face and overcome challenges by wiring us in such a way that when we give, when we become more generous, when we become... Because to give, you, you need to have this sense of vision. You need to have this sense of being able to take that risk. Because giving is not going to benefit you. And especially when you come to the point where you give because you like to give, because you want to give, which is not normal. And that's, that's already showing us that, that's already proof to us and to God, we have this greater capacity. We are now rewiring the natural order of things in our brain. Now that kind of person will not just be blessed because God favors him. That kind of person will become blessed because he has the capacity to perform. Verse 9 is building the capacity to perform so that in verse 10, now that capacity will be filled with the consequence, the reward, the bounty of your performance. And somehow in the end of verse 10, you might just have that temptation to think it's all because of you. And sometimes when you hear a person give a testimony, you realize that they have fallen into that trap. This is financial transformation. Live at a different level and learn to be generous because this is what brings most joy to you. God will increase your capacity. Now some psychologists say that when these hormones are created, we, be, we actually get into the zone. And in the zone, we can go beyond our normal limitations. So let me recap. What is our why? We could be at the lower levels or we could start to move up this hierarchy and come to the highest level, which is my why, my reason for being generous is because it gives me personal pleasure. I'm not under compulsion. I'm not under some kind of obligation. I'm not under some kind of thinking that this makes God happy. Although it does, but that's not what is driving me. This is who I am. God the Father gave. God the Son Give. When we give, we are imitating these two VIPs, God the Father, God the Son. Just as the Father and the Son gave because they loved. That was their motivation. We give because we love. Giving is part of whom the Father is, the Son is, so giving is a part of who we are. And that, my friends, is when we come to the point of transformation. Let's pray. 
Father, we have come into your presence this morning. We have received your word. But we're not here just to hear your word. We're also here to do your word. Because we know it is in the doing that strength is built into us. We know it's in the doing that the breakthrough happens. It's in the doing that we are changed. We are transformed. And this day we are hungering and thirsting, desiring tremendously that transformation. This, Father, is our prayer this today. In the name of your Son, Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. Thank you for joining us. Hope you have been blessed. This podcast is made possible by generous giving people like you. If you want to support us, please visit us at www.nbcsingapore.org. www.nbcsingapore.org. God bless you.